Hey, what's up, guys? It's me, Zach, and I'm here with another episode of the FamCast. I'm here with my co-host, Trevor. What's up, guys? And we have a very special guest for you for you today. Uh, Where? We have the one and only <laughs> proto-magical girl. Uh, you, Hello. You may recognize her from a, a small indie event called AGDQ. Um, what's that? It I've is never, never heard of it. Oh, Tell yeah. It's, it's kind of a big deal. Um, it's like it's a <laughs> holiday in my house, pretty much. I take the week off. Which I'm a stay-at-home dad, so it, you know. Um, but anyway, she's an announcer for that. She's a speedrunner herself. And all-around video game geek, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I like I like video games. Video games are neat. Ignore my Twitter handle. I definitely am not the Antichrist and will destroy all video games in the end <laughs> I saw of that. I, was I like, swear, I promise. I saw that. I was like, do we want her for a guest on the show? No. I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I want to be uh, in league with the Antichrist. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so uh, you are obviously an announcer for AGDQ, um, but this whole podcast is going to be about speedrunning, I hope, and let's just jump right in, um, and I, I let's start with GDQ, or actually, let's start with you. Um, okay. What, I want to know what the first game, like, where, why did you become a speedrunner? Where, where does that okay, even Okay, I can give you the, I can give you the whole origin story. Absolutely. So the year is... I want to say mid-2014. Yeah. I had kind of around the same time I'd done two things. I'd made a Twitch account for Twitch Plays Pokemon. Feel free to judge me. <laughs> Just absolutely feel free. I will take it. It was, um, it was a dark was time also, for us Yeah. It was a very entertaining dark time. Um, I also, excuse me, was getting back into Mega Man. I had had a childhood love of Mega Man. Um, I spent like my whole, like I think I was around six probably, playing Mega Man Anniversary Collection on the GameCube. Yes, I know, I'm super young. Um, my first Mega Man game was Mega Man 3 for the Game Boy, which is a terrible choice for a first Mega Man game because <laughs> really it's way is. too hard. I never got even close to beating it. Um, but between these two things, I found a run of Mega Man 2 by Cypher. Um, from, I want to say it was SGDQ 2014, I found that VOD. Mm-hmm. And was like, and I just found this by like chance, like literally looking up Mega Man videos on YouTube. Yeah. And I was like, instantly, I was like, oh my God, I have to do this. Wow. And I did it. I downloaded an emulator. I got my phone timer. I had a really crappy computer at the time. So like streaming took me forever to figure out because it was also a Mac. Um, But yeah, I just, I saw this run and I was like, oh my God, I have to do this. And literally the greatest decision I have ever made. I got to actually thank Cypher at GDQ this year because I got to talk to him and it was just like such a good moment. Did he do a run this year, 2018? He was in the the classic Mega Man relay. He played Mega Man 2 for, I want to say Team Roll. Let's go Team Roll, Steam Roll. Heck yeah. (laughs) I bought the right shirt, let me tell you. (laughs) I I only bought one. I love the AGDQ uh, relay races. They are probably, like, I love the races in general just because, you know, there's the competitive aspect. But the relay races are just the best. Um, I've been loving the relays that they've been doing the past few GDQs. Mm-hmm. It's a ton of fun, and it's a great way to showcase a large community without mm-hmm. celebrating and, like, focusing on one person. Yeah, 100%. Um, so that's, like, so that's obviously the first um, Mega Man, you said Mega Man 3? Or 2? Two, 2. 2, 2. Mega Man 2, two you know, your, the popular one. The, the super popular one, yeah. Um, was your first speedrunning game. Then, like, at that point, were you, like, entrenched in the speedrunning community? Like, how, what's the yeah, steps I was, to get into I was it? done after that. Yeah. I started following a bunch of classic mega people. And next thing I knew, I was neck deep in playing video games fast. Um, I was, like, spending, like, literally, I got to the point where I was, like, doing no mic, no cam streams during school. Like, when I had free oh, periods, wow. I would just do an hour and a half of Kirby's Dreamland speedrun <laughs> attempts. That is I was I was dedication. done. I started watching GDQ, all this stuff. Um, I started streaming, um, like, over winter break 2014, 2015, so it was a little later. It took me a long time to figure out how I mentioned my terrible computer. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I was I was just done after that. It's all I've done with my life since. That I is, love speedrunning. Well, see, I've never... So, I love to watch speedruns, personally. But I just don't have whatever it takes to be a speedrunner. That like that is that is a lie. That is an absolute lie. I, I, I thought you, you might say that. I am... Let me tell you, I'm terrible at video games. I'm so bad at... I'm just not good at games and, like, you know, reading boss patterns and stuff like that and tricky platforming and 
I get overwhelmed when a controller has more buttons than like a SNES <laughs> controller did. Um, you don't like literally. I speed run so that I can play the same like two games over and over again until I look like I'm good at them. Oh, see, anyone can speed run. Truly, that's not the route I was gonna go though, because I, I I like to think that I'm okay at video games. Like I'm pretty okay, maybe decent. Um, and that's me being humble. But I just don't have like the the dedication to sit down with one game. And oh, yeah, that's play fair. to a part and then like die at that part. Like on my channel, I've been streaming Castlevania, the original NES game. Mm-hmm. And because it's just like it's this white whale that I've always wanted to beat, never gotten around yeah, to it. I would like to get to that at some point. Oh, my. And it's so hard. And I'm just playing casually. I, I can't. I, 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 wow, that was those were sounds. I almost <laughs> think that it would be easier if I knew the speedrun strats just because it seems like. When, especially when I watch a Castlevania game, it seems like even the Medusa heads, they know when they're coming. They know what comes next. Yeah, Everything I think is that's planned. a thing with Castlevania, especially how like every enemy is predictable. But that's really a thing with speedrunning. Speedrunning makes games easier. Yeah, it just it's just really hard to I'm, learn. It seems I'm like. horrible at casual games, yeah. so I just speedrun everything. Well, that I mean that makes sense. But um, like last night, I was just banging my head against death, trying to fight death. And just doing one section of a game, I can't imagine doing that all the time. And so that's why I say I, I don't know that I could speed run. I, I just don't yeah, know I mean, if I have that. It's a mentality thing. And, like, some people don't enjoy speedrunning. I know I know a lot of people come at it from, like, a completionist perspective that they want to experience the whole game. And, you know, then there's yeah. the argument of, oh, 100% speedruns. Yeah. But I understand not, not everyone is, like destined to be a speedrunner whether or not they have the like raw skill to do so because i believe that everyone does like don't get me wrong there are some people out there who are just really good at speedrunning your author blueses and your darbians and then there's the rest of us who just do this for fun (laughs) and who just practice and practice and practice and practice i was literally playing Mega Man 5 for 10 hours yesterday trying to get good and that's what I'm talking about. I I don't know that I can play. Yeah, Sega. Like I just we we're doing a review for Monster Hunter, and I played Monster Hunter like 30 hours last weekend. And I'm just like, I love Monster Hunter, but at this time, uh, at this point, I'm tired of it. I'm sick of it. I never want to see uh-huh. it again. But um, oh shoot, I actually had a really good question that you mentioned something, and I completely forgot what it was. Oh, it was. So you practice a lot of Mega Man games. Do you? Yes. And you mentioned Kirby's, was it Air Ride? Kirby's Dreamland, Dreamland the original Dreamland. Game Boy title. Air Ride is the one you like, isn't it, Trevor? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I knew I knew. Air Ride is going. cool. Air Ride speedruns are really neat. So do you basically just do Mega Man speedruns, or do you have... Right now, yes. I've kind of gone through phases. So I started with Mega Man 2. Um, after that, I kind of moved into the Game Boy speedrunning community. Um, I kind of peeled back from Mega Man, because honestly, I was afraid of it. Like, high-level Mega Man play is so crazy. Yeah. Um... And then I've just kind of come back around to Mega Man now, and it's just like my goal for 2018 is to speedrun the entire classic series, including 11 when it comes out, and I want to like ring in the new year with a 1 through 11 speedrun. That's really cool. I uh, so that's my lot. focus right now, but I have speedrun. I was a Super Mario World speedrunner for a while, mm-hmm. um, for pretty much like eight or nine months of my speedrunning career. That was like my primary focus. Do you have any world I've done records? a lot. Um, I don't know, technically, but, like, I, I try not to get too bogged down in that. I can check speedrun.com. Oh, it's, it's um, okay. I just didn't know. Uh, I didn't know. And then I... Actually, I go ahead, I'm not the type to tend to, like, grind one game to the dust. I did yeah. do that with Ninja Gaiden Shadow for the Game Boy, which is one of my favorite games of all time. Yeah. Um, As a speedrun. Uh, but my world record that got beaten, and I just haven't gotten back to it yet. Technically... Me and my housemate, who's usually sitting across from me in this uh, camera shot, uh, which is Hex, have the world record in uh, Fire Emblem Warriors New Game Plus co-op, but like, nice. we're the wow. only ones who have run oh, that was... category, so <laughs> take that how you will. Yeah, yeah absolutely, absolutely. Um, actually, you kind of meant, you mentioned Ninja Gaiden, and I did want to say, the um, because I wanted to get into the mindset of like what it takes, we kind of already talked about it, what it takes to be a speedrunner getting into speedrunning because I think a lot of people, especially myself, have always looked at speedrunning as like this monumental task. But you guys yeah. had this great um, segment at AGDQ this year. Um, and it was it Ninja Gaiden? Am I correct on that? Or was it Strider? The tutorial? Yeah. It was Strider. It was Strider. That I always was... get those two mixed up. I don't know if you saw like the pre-show um, that we did, um, but like, oh my God, all of us were so excited for the Strider mm-hmm. segment. I literally just kind of 
spat on air about how excited I was for it to like show the accessibility of speedrunning because I truly 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 believe that anyone can speedrun um you know not everyone can be Darbian but anyone can be me I'm not that good at speedrunning I promise um and so yeah that Strider tutorial was amazing like it was one of the funnest things I've ever watched and Jimmy did absolutely incredible he beat my first Strider time, let me tell you. <laughs> I learned yeah, it hilarious. at uh, AGDQ 2016, and he just absolutely blew me out of the water. Well, and it definitely showcased it. Like, it, it, it worked perfectly for what you guys planned it, because I was watching it with my wife, and my wife was like, well, that, and my wife is not a gamer whatsoever. Uh -huh. And she's very much like, well, that doesn't seem so hard, which I'm sure is, like, kind of what you guys are going for, but at the same time, speedrunning requires a lot of dedication, of course. But, yeah, um, I feel like um, the thing with that is, like, you kind of change your perspective as you get closer to speedrunning. When you're really far away, you don't really understand skill gaming. It's yeah. like, no, nah, you just, just walk and jump. And, <laughs> and then as you get closer, you get more and more afraid of speedrunning. Yeah. Until you get close enough that you see speedrunners for what they are. A bunch of people who play the same game over and over and over and over and over again until they look like they're good at it. Yeah. And then it's just like, yeah, speedrunning's easy. It's just like any type of... It, to me, it's like any type of craftsman. Like, yeah, you know, or you don't... even like Go ahead, sorry. fighting games or any, you yeah. know, a mobile, like whatever. Pick your, pick your competitive gaming poison. It's the same thing. I spent 10 months grinding to get Tetris the Grandmaster, Grandmaster ranking. Yeah. I spent that long playing Super Mario World to get good times. Holy cow. Which actually brings me to a question I did have. So, obviously, there is a competitive aspect because, like, you do have some people that have world records. You know, I'm sure that, you know, there are some people that, like, obsess over that. They grind, and all they want to be is the best just because that's how human nature is sometimes. So, do are there any good rivalries in speedrunning? Like, do people, like, kind of, not necessarily uh, in a negative way, but butt heads and mm -hmm. push each other a little bit? Is that a thing? Um, If I may talk about, like, world record culture in speedrunning for a minute here, I feel like... My experience with speedrunning is that it's not so much about who has the best time as just how fast can we make this game go. Right. It's this very like communal focus of like building towards better times and a better show of just what this game can be fast. You do sort of get rivalries. Uh, for example, right now, uh, like culturally relevant example. Uh, Cypher, who I mentioned earlier, and Cool Kid are both grinding for the Rockman 2 world record. Uh, Rockman 2, you know, Japanese Mega Man 2. When we say Rockman 2, we mean Mega Man 2's difficult mode, because that's the only mode on the Japanese version. Gotcha. Um, they're both grinding to try and take down Elonesia's world record. And it's not really so much a rivalry as this just kind of like, it's as if they're sitting next to each other at two TVs in the GDQ practice room, and everyone's just kind of like, who's going to get it? Who's going to do it? Who's going to get the run? Yeah. it's. I don't know if I would describe it as a rivalry, but you do have competition for sure. And a lot of games, you know, like the biggest games in speedrunning, your Ocarina of Time and Mario 64s, do get more competitive and sometimes can get kind of nasty. But my experience is that speedrunners like to be friends. Yeah, it seems like more than any other community, because I, I don't know, like there's something very inviting about the speedrunning community. Uh, it just seems like every GDQ I watch... There seems to be like, a, hey guys, listen. At the end of every runners thing, uh, game, they're always like, hey, we, you know, we have a pretty active community. Come hang out with us. We'd love to show you how to do it. And I think that is more so than most of the communities I'm familiar with. Because uh, with me personally, uh, it seems like a lot of gaming communities have this kind of a, like gatekeeping kind of mindset. Like, especially I feel like that with the fighting game community, uh, League of yeah. Legends is very much like that, which League of Legends is kind of poison anyway. But that's, sorry, that's an opinion. I <laughs> like the game, but <laughs> community leaves a little to be desired. Sure. Like, hey, I call it like I see it. Um, but, uh, which is something that no one nice ever says. Uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, 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 anyway. Um, but I'm very impressed with the speed running community as a whole. Um, they seem very uh, inviting, very welcoming, and accepting, which kind of brings me to another question. Um, we've been seeing more and more people uh, of uh, of the LGBTQ community in the in, at AGDQ and speedrunning in gaming and stuff like that. Do you feel like that's just because it is more of an, an ex more of accepting and inviting and welcoming community? 
Yeah, speedrunning is way better than, like, any other, like, competitive gaming community that I've ever experienced in terms of, like, accepting queer people and accepting people of color and, like, just generally allowing diversity to exist without throwing hissy fits about, like, weird conspiracy theories and stuff. Not that that doesn't happen, but I'm not going to get into that right no, now. No, um, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, speedrunning has been super accepting. Like, I still remember... Um, so without going into too much detail on my, like, dramatic backstory, um, when I started in, like, the speedrunning community, I didn't tell anyone that I was trans. Uh, all they knew is that I was a girl, so, you know, they I, they all thought I was cis, I presume. I mean, I still remember being, like, absolutely terrified, like, a week before AGDQ 2016 being like, okay, I need to come out, they need to know that I'm trans, because I haven't started transition yet, and by most people's assessment, I look like a boy right now. There were no problems all week long, you know, like people like use the wrong pronouns and I corrected them. and They were like, oh, I'm sorry. Like yeah. it was really good. And that's been my experience the entire time. And especially as I mean, I don't want to be like, oh, people like me, but like more queer people have kind of come to the forefront of this community and like are being more active and like showing up more. It's just kind of a domino effect where you get just kind of more and more acceptance and more and more diversity and the people who are just being kind of jerkwads slowly get pushed out because oh, they just become less acceptable yeah yeah so yes that was a very long answer just to say literally the word yes <laughs> it's, it's all right and i you know i have noticed that because like obviously for this I, i've done a little bit of research on you and it does seem like you're a figurehead for the lgbtq community and maybe i'm totally off on that one in the speedrunning community and i think that's pretty freaking fantastic that you can be because i can't imagine you know I've, i have no experience with it but i can't imagine um stepping into an unknown place and you know just being open and honest about who you are and the uneasiness and the mystery of oh is this going to turn out terribly are people going to hate me anything else and then just kind of like it just seems like i mean i'm speaking for you at this point so please correct me but just kind of like man fuck you guys i don't care what you think this is who i am and please, you, you know, accept me or not accept me. I am who I am. And just being yourself. I think that's amazing. I mean, that's kind of what I say. I'll just like, yeah, I don't care. Yeah, but yeah. secretly, like, if you're oh. mean to me, I'll be really sad about <laughs> right. it. Right. Well, everyone honestly. cares on some level. <laughs> um, I, I'm way, I'm like way too, like, I soak up attention. So I yeah, get yeah. like way too invested in what people think about me. But I mean, yeah, I don't know if I feel comfortable saying like, yeah, I'm a figurehead of That's me saying that. I'm like, not saying you said it. That's me saying it. Just, that it seems my to me experience like you've been a very is person. that my voice carries some weight in this community. And that's been like, it's an honor and a privilege. And it's like such an exciting opportunity for me. Because like, there are a few things I care about uh, in life as much as like giving back to the queer community, especially to like younger trans people who need like role models and who need to see that this is a thing and you can do this and you can be happy and here's how you do it because right. like when i get started got started on this whole thing it, i didn't find that and it was hard and it sucked and i just want to make the world better for them and so yes it's really i love being able to like have my voice matter I, there are like three thousand people on twitter who care about all of my like 30 million tweets a day for some gosh darn reason. And I love that. I love being able to like make a difference with my voice and with a SNES controller. I think that's pretty awesome. Uh, speaking of 3000 people on Twitter, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention you recently just hit 5,000 followers on Twitch. Did you not? I did. And I, I actually, well, it was, I actually, it was really exciting. I was around. I don't know if it was when you hit 5,000, but you had a PB and something went wrong. Like you were trying to do some kind of zip in Mega Man. It's like a yeah. boss zip or something like that. You still got yeah, your PB, um, but it wasn't like quite as good as you wanted. I yeah. Think. So I think what you're talking about, I guess I'll give a little detail for the viewers back home. Uh, I just <laughs> kind of finished uh, getting a really good time that I'm happy with in Mega Man 1. Mega Man 1 is a short game that is a glitchy mess. Yeah. Um, in the final stage of the game, Wily 4, there's this trick called refight skip where mm. you zip into the ceiling and death warp. Um, basically to Wily's door, not having to do any of the other, like, any of the four refights in that stage. That trick is my nemesis. I am so bad at it. And so I was literally having the run of a lifetime yeah. in Mega Man 1, given the strats that I currently use. Like, it was not anywhere near world record pace or whatever. My PB is, like, three minutes slower than world record. Um, but I was 15 seconds ahead, which was huge. And refight skip just didn't come together. And I ended up, like, PB in my three seconds. I did manage to get 
another really good run after that. Uh, my Mega Man 1 PB is, uh, oh gosh, what was it? I'm tied for like 51st place on the board or something. That's pretty uh, 2116. That's still pretty fantastic, though. 51st oh, yeah. I mean, in the, the, world. The, the place number doesn't really matter to me right. as much as 2116. I'm three minutes off from the fastest time that anyone's ever achieved. I, um, I find that place times and speedrunning are really misleading. I kind of mentioned yeah. this, but like, you know, yeah, I have the world record in Fire Emblem Warriors New Game Plus Co-op <laughs> out of one run. Yeah. yeah, you just leave that part out. No one needs to know that. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, I think I think the Mega Man zips are amazing. Like I watched you for a little bit, and then you you even retried the trick after you finished it, and you like nailed it first time. And you're like, I did yeah. The, I did sometimes that exact thing. I just get that like that trick specifically. Sometimes I will nail it over and over and over again, and sometimes I will just not mash start in the right way or whatever, yeah. and just not get it. That trick is kind of a huge jerk. So I have two questions off of that, and the first is. Who discovers this stuff? Like, who, fa who, who, is it just like an accident and someone happens to be doing something and they're mashing the right buttons and they're like, oh, can I replicate that? Or is there like, I don't, I don't know who discovers it is what I'm asking. So there's a lot of people out there who do glitch hunting. There's, I don't know if you've heard of TAS's tool assisted speed runs. Yeah. Cause you guys have task bots for, uh, runs for, yeah. Um, so AGDQ. there's people out there who spend their time trying to find glitches, trying to break things. And I feel like. Um, all refight skip, uh, for context, basically what you do is you go into the refight with bomb man, you put a couple magnet beams in the air, you get hit and you mash start really fast. Hmm. And every time you press the start button, you go higher up because glitches, um, <laughs> that have to do with having a weapon on screen and you're not really supposed to be pressing start. But if you do it when you're in iframes, Mega Man one is a broken mess. If yeah. you're high enough up, it triggers a zip and you just go shh, shh, shh. And I feel like, at least for that trick in specific, you had to have one zips kind of understood. You have to know, like, okay, zips are a thing you can do in this game. Right. And then two, if you figure out this little, like, start glitch where you can make Mega Man go higher, 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 and maybe possibly know that Bomb Man's Bomb can trigger a zip for whatever reason, or just kind of figure that out, mm -hmm. you can piece this little puzzle together of here's a new speedrun trick, and that's kind of how a lot of it happens. There are definitely some things that happen by accident. Um, like, for example, this was huge in the speedrunning community. We talked about the Strider tutorial. Mm -hmm. The night that it happened, some random person who had never played the game before the GDQ tutorial yeah. discovered a trick that saves 15 seconds. Yes. 15 <laughs> seconds in a three-and-a-half-minute game is insane. Wow. He literally... The trick is as simple as when you spawn into the final stage, cast the jump spell, it's basically Zelda 2, and jump, and boom, you wrap the screen to the final boss. Because wow. Strider is also a broken mess of a game, but a lot of these things do happen by accident, but yeah. there's a lot of really, really talented people out there who hunt for these glitches um, and, like, try and break these games wide open. I like that analogy, that it's a puzzle, and, like, once you have so many pieces, you kind of see the picture, and right. you start to add new pieces to it. So, like, yeah. you, you have the knowledge of the, the okay, yeah, the start, uh, what did you call it, the uh, the, the start button? The, the start, you just mash yeah, yeah. start. Uh, yeah, yeah, and, and you start to add those trick. things together, and you're just like, oh, okay, so if I do this and this, maybe it'll do that, and I think that's really cool. But for someone who's never done any of that stuff, is there, like, a website or a place or, uh, like, somewhere on the internet that they can go to, like, get knowledge on that? Um, so if you want to look into, like, tassing and, like, tool assistance tricks, you can literally go to tasvideos.org, T-A-S-videos.org, um, and see tool-assisted speedruns of all sorts of games. Um, in terms of classic Mega Man, we're kind of at a crossroads right now. The community, we had a wiki, but it kind of fell by the wayside. Nobody was updating it. Right. Um, we're in the works right now of developing this new classic Mega Man compendium, which is, like, a big Google sheet that has, like, links to different tutorials and resources and all sorts of stuff. And we're trying to kind of get our community in shape to have those resources. Um, I mean, when it comes right down to it, just hop in the classic Mega Man Discord and ask. And that's really true of most speedrunning communities, I think. Mm -hmm. They want to be asked about their game. Like, I want to, yeah, I want to tell you how to do refight skip <laughs> as much as I hate it. Yeah. Um, the, the, the way that speedrunning really spreads is by word of mouth. Uh, some, you know, there's tutorials. Um, there's, like, three really good tutorials for Mega Man 1 that cover, like, tricks at varying skill levels. Um, and that's true for a lot of popular games. Uh, for some games, there's wikis, uh, discords. Um, See, so you just 
really just ask is kind of the honest answer there. And if there's a wiki, they will link you to it. If there's a spreadsheet or a tutorial, they'll give it to you. Nice. Otherwise, they'll just tell you. Nice. See, and that's what I'm talking about. It's very opening. Right. Or open, rather. Um, we, we try to, like, you know, give to, like, new members of the community as much as we can. And that's why I said, like, Classic Mega is kind of at a crossroads right now. We're trying to get to a place where we can say, yeah, here's all this information at your fingertips. Because we want more people to run Classic Mega. Right. You want the, I mean, obviously you want the community to grow and it kind of brings it back to that. Like everyone's trying to just make the game go as fast as possible. And the more people get in there, the more chances you have. Um, That makes a lot of sense, actually. I've never really thought about it. Uh, You're kind of opening my mind to everything. (laughs) Right. Um, uh, And no one really seems elitist either. It seems just like no one, no one seems to be like, oh, I'm, I'm the best speed runner. And I I kind of look down on everyone else that tries to play this game. There's like a couple people. (laughs) Oh, there's exceptions and they're kind of weirdos. But (laughs) by and large, like 99% of the community yeah, is not like that. Like we just were all a bunch of nerds who like to play the same video game over and over and over again with a clock. Like. How do you be elitist about that? Right. Yeah. Just because your clock says a smaller number than someone else's? <laughs> oh, man, people always find a way. People yeah. always find a way. I mean, yes, obviously. <laughs> but, yeah, um, people are, like, we, we like to, like, welcome new members in the community and be, you know, I guess, like, an honest assessment of, like, your performance as a speedrunner is, I think, something that people are largely good at in this community. You know, I have been hogging all the questions. Trevor, did you have any any poignant questions you had to ask? I just haven't uh, given you a chance. Here's oh, no, chance. you're fine. Uh, you, you've been asking really good ones. Um, there was one that came to mind when you were asking about how uh, competitive it was, if if, in, if there were any, like, rivalries. Um, and one that came to mind, I always end up seeing, like, Kotaku articles or something where, like, a, a speedrun is beat by, like, half a second. Or it's something where, like, the, the record has been held for multiple years and it's finally been beaten by such a small margin. Does that get, does that get frustrating, or is it more of like a like a challenge? Like, oh well, now I just have something else to work work towards. It just seems like, especially in a longer game, that it would get frustrating to have to grind everything out again just to bring it down by another second or so. Um, I mean, I think I think people just embrace the challenge of it. Sure. I mean, it all kind of ties back to like the community attitude of like, yeah, let's make this game go faster. I'm willing to spend three months playing this game every single night resetting in the first stage over and over and over again if i get one chance just to make it better um it definitely gets frustrating i know um i talked about cypher grinding for Mega Man 2 earlier he's streaming right now he said this is his final day of attempts um to see if he can make it happen um but I think people embrace the challenge of making more and more optimized world records um and like you know fastest known times is a good term i think um and you know another thing is like games keep evolving like cool kid who i also mentioned earlier has the like you know fastest known time world record (laughs) um in strider and then this new trick gets discovered that saves 15 seconds so he has to optimize the game all over again he has to nail that trick and the tricks he nailed before and then like a week later another speedrunner by the name of the guest with two s's who's a close friend of mine um also in the speedruns rochester community um came up with a new route for strider entirely that saved even more time oh, wow. and so games keep evolving um you know i remember a time when Mega Man x1 was kind of getting stale the run had been optimized like crazy. The top few runners were burning out and then new tricks came to light and it was like, oh, we start over. Yeah. Um, I have admittedly wondered kind of where speedrunning is going. Um, I'm no speedrunning historian. I haven't been doing this for that long. Right. I know um, as speedrunning has evolved, there has been a trend towards running fewer and fewer games on average like per person. Whereas speedrunning in 2010 was much more, yeah, I'm going to play this game for two days and see what kind of time I can get. And then I'll play this game and this game and just look how long this list of games is. Yeah. Um, whereas these days it's really become, uh, you know, one game is your thing. And that comes from necessity. You know, to get that good at Super Mario 64, you need to dedicate all of your time to it. Yes. Um, and I have often wondered what the future of speedrunning in that regard is. What happens when these world records get too optimized? But I would like to think 
my faith in the speedrunning community to not be so hyper-focused on world records that we continue to have fun regardless will shine through. And there will always be people trying to shave a few more frames off of a record. Yeah. Well, and I can imagine, uh, you know, speaking to what Trevor asked, you know, my thought is, and you kind of said it basically, so I guess I'm just repeating but when something like that happens, like that half second or whatever, I bet that lights a fire under everyone's rear end. Oh, like, yes. It, it, it probably picks up a community. Um, yeah, when new world records happen, people will come back to the game again. Yeah. Um, you know, a new trick comes out and suddenly everyone is just like, oh, I'm on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to do this. So um, uh, it's probably good yeah. for the community, I would imagine. Yeah, but the at, game at the continues same time... to progress and like, you know, something happens and boom, the community is super hyped all over again. Um, I know... The world record in Super Metroid No Major Glitches um, was separated by, I think it was like two-tenths of a second wow. recently. And then one of the two guys, I think the guy in second, but it might have also been the guy in first. I don't remember. I can't follow Super Metroid. They're, they're too good. Um, <laughs> Dude, those runs are one legit. of the guys beat it by like another second off of what it was. And like, it's kind of crazy, but people just love video games and we love playing them fast so i think the community finds a way no matter how crazy the times get when i think that's what i really think that's what kind of the community is based on uh because it's that love and that's why they're probably a better community than you know some competitive communities because you get into a, com a super competitive community and it's all about beating down the other person Whereas yeah. speedrun is just I like, think... hey, I really love this game and I want to share that with people. And I think that's amazing. I think that comes from a couple different factors. Um, you know, the I think the biggest of which... Actually, there's kind of two that come to mind. First, that, you know, speedrunning isn't a one-on-one -on -one competition. Yeah. You know, it's not a fighting game where you're facing off against an opponent. You're facing off against a clock. And sure, someone else is also facing off against that clock and you're kind of indirectly competing but it's not the same um and then i think the other big thing is that in terms of like you know world record you know best speed run this community is so decentralized you look at speedrun.com there's no best speedrunner list because you can't do that yeah you know i have the second place time in ninja gaiden shadow for the nintendo game boy that literally compares not at all there's no correlation between that and whatever person, whoever has third place in, I'm trying to think of something really random, in Jackal for the NES, <laughs> I'm not better than them just because I have one more number. So you can't really get quite as competitive in speedrunning, I think. Right. What, uh, out of the games, because you said you do a lot of Mega Man games. Um, and that's I, I pretty much, that's, that's kind of your thing. <laughs> uh, we were talking before, that's, uh, he's the stoic type, right? Is that what you said? Yeah, he's he's this 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 little boy is here. He's he's quiet and stoic. He likes to wave on occasion. Um, uh, I do most of the talking around here. <laughs> we should be. Um, but uh, oh shoot, I lost my train of thought because I was trying to be funny. Good lord. Um, do you have a favorite I Mega Man game? To. Do you have a favorite Mega Man? That's where I was oh, getting. Oh gosh, you play a lot okay. of Mega Man games. Um, so okay, and let me my... let me let me break off too. I want to know if you... I, I apologize. I kind of interrupted you. I let you Go start and then I cut. Um, do you have a favorite just to play, like casually Mega Man, and then speedrun? What's your favorite speedrun? What's your favorite casual Mega Man? Hmm. So to be honest, I don't really enjoy Mega Man games casually that much. They're really hard. I'm not good at games. You're I will be that. the first to say that there are some things in kind of the Mega Man formula that I don't think necessarily are good casual game design. Mm -hmm. The biggest of which comes to mind is the, you know, the eight robot masters choose your own wheel sort of thing is nice, except for the fact that the first of the eight is always going to be the hardest and it's only going to get easier from there, which is not really good game design. Right. The first robot master is kind of an insurmountable barrier in casual Mega Man play. I just don't enjoy the games casually. I like speed running them. I like, you know, jump, shoot, slide, use the right weapons. I find Mega Man routing fascinating. Um, mm -hmm. But, so, my personal favorite Mega Man game, um, I guess I actually can answer favorite game versus favorite speed run. And I also have, like, my opinion on objective best game. So let's get into this. Uh, my personal favorite is Mega Man 6. I've loved the game forever. It doesn't get enough love. It definitely has its problems, and it really shows that the game was rushed out because studio politics and a bunch of stuff. Um, there's a million videos on YouTube about like the history of classic Mega Man, so I'm not going to get into that. But I love Mega Man 6. I love it so much. Uh, my favorite Mega Man speedrun probably to do is Mega Man 1. 
It's a broken, glitchy mess. It is just so fun to sit down and play. It's yeah. my favorite, um, I guess, like, showcase speedrun. Like, if I'm ever doing speedruns in front of a casual audience, which yeah. actually happens a lot, um, I love bringing speedrunning to, like, you know, anime conventions and stuff like that. I love doing Mega Man 1 because it's just, it blows people's minds, the, like, stupid zips and stuff. So that's probably my favorite one to speedrun. I think the objective best classic Mega Man game, please note that I'm talking classic here. I'm not well-versed in X-Zero, blah, 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 blah. Right. Uh, I've played some of the Battle Network games. I'm terrible at them, and I don't enjoy playing them. Okay. Uh, I like watching them. I like yeah, watching yeah. Battle Network speedruns, but my pick for objective best Mega Man game is Mega Man 3, not 2. I think 2 um, has some serious design flaws that people seem to refuse to address because nostalgia. <laughs> but I think, and I also think the slide is just like so essential to Mega Man. Is 3 the so first think, one they introduced the slide in? Yes, yeah, okay. 3 was the first sliding Mega. 4 introduced the charge shot, which I like. I like yeah. the charge shot a lot. I think it's a good addition. I don't think it's, like, as critical as the slide. I think the slide is so essential to Mega Man. But I think 3 is probably the my objective pick for, like, oh, this is the best Mega Man game. I mean, even 3 has its problems. The difficulty curve of the Doc Robot Masters versus the Wily Sages is terrible. Yeah. The um, Docs are way too hard, and Wily's way too easy. The only Mega Man I ate, the only Mega Man I've ever actually beaten is Mega Man 1, and that's only because of the thing where... Um, you can hit start and it kind of like cancels out the uh, the uh, invincibility frames. Yeah, yeah, the the select. I've never that, beaten the game without the select glitch. That's I the feel only you. way I can do it. Like I there's, bought the there's like. Go ahead, sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, there's like a community, uh, kind of a sub community, and like you know, there's the classic Mega Man speedrunning community, and then each game kind of has its own little community. In like the Mega Man One crew, there's this like group that kind of calls themselves the Glitchless Mafia, and they do the run glitchless. They yeah, also, but... most of them also do the regular, like, all stages run right. where you use stupid glitches and stuff. They're insane. I don't know how they do it. I cannot beat that game without the select glitch. No, I mean, I can beat the X games, the Mega Man X games, but they're, like, they're a different kind of difficulty. They're not as, like, I don't know, I think man. that's true, yeah. Those old those old games, I feel like, huh, they're just, they're a whole different level of difficulty, and I imagine some of that is to enhance replay value, so to speak. Yeah, I, difficulty as replay value was was the entire Nintendo Entertainment System era. I think that was a terrible design decision. But they, <laughs> I'm, I'm, go ahead, sorry. It came, it came from, you know, I'm not going to get into, like, game design theory here, despite the fact that I'm a huge nerd for it and know, like, nothing about it. Right. It came from arcade games where they wanted you to just feed quarters all day long because you couldn't beat the damn game. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, it didn't work. It was sense. it was sleazy in arcades, and it's even worse on consoles. But yeah, games are hard. Yes. I'm bad at video games. We've established <laughs> that. <laughs> Have you ever tried the Mega Man X games? You mentioned that you're not yes, that you're not I've, very well versed, but I've played X1 through X3. Um, a while back, I had to use save states to beat like the final boss in X3. Oh my god, Kaiser Sigma is so hard. Yes, yes, my <laughs> I would like a... to get. My brother's a big uh, Mega Man X guy, and, like, I've watched him play through most of them, and, yeah, no thanks. I would like to get back to those someday and beat them, you know, for realsies, like, on an actual card on my Super Nintendo, um, uh, but safe states they're are so okay. hard. Otherwise, I'm going to be in trouble because hot, I've been using them. Hot take. Oh, go Safe ahead. states are fantastic. Oh, they yeah. They make games oh, yeah. more accessible. They make really frustrating, bad design decisions like the Boobeam Trap in Mega Man 2, or, you know, BS hard Kaiser Sigma and X3. They make that stuff more fun. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. it's as simple as that. I think save states are great. Well, it lets you practice a section over and over and over again. Oh, my God. Uh, save states are essential for speedruns. I've been working with one of my friends to basically create a classic, like, an NES Mega Man uh, EverDrive save state pack. Because we kind of realized, like, this would be a really great thing to just have as a like official community resource, and it just doesn't exist. Right. I don't know how I would have learned Mega Man Five yesterday without it. So it's like you just you know upload it, and you automatically can hit a button, and it'll take you to the section you want to practice. Is that what you're basically? Saying? Yeah. Okay. Um, you just have like you know here's a save for this stage, this stage, this stage. Here's That's one awesome. for this trick and for this boss. Nice. Like, how else do you learn something? No. Like, well, you gotta. Bear, bear your way through the hard parts and then get to that and hopefully have enough lives left to practice it when you <laughs> right. save it. Yeah. Um, do, 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 do. I've got a couple more questions. Don't worry. We're, we're almost over. We're almost done. Um, <laughs> hey, I'm having a good time. Uh, do, 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 do. Uh, what do you think is the hardest of the... Did I re-ask that? Dad, what do you think is the hardest Mega Man game to run? I don't you, think you said hardest. The um, most challenging, maybe. Most challenging. I, I asked favorite and such. I don't know about that. Very 
good question. I guess limiting it to classic Mega Man. Conveniently, I happen to have the Mega Man leaderboards open right now, so I can just look at this very, list. Very convenient. Um, hmm. It's hard to say, like, what the hardest one to speedrun is, because they're all insane at a high level. Yeah. I mean, I guess the hardest one to beat is Rockman and Forte. Okay. Um, you know, for the Super Famicom. And then there's also the GBA version that came out in the US, which was bad. Well, um, <laughs> um, which one has, like, the most complicated tricks, then? Like, which one has um, the, the tricks that are I just the hardest to learn? If you're just comparing the highest level of every game, like the absolute top, top tier players, yeah, I would probably have to pick Mega Man 1. Okay. It's a game where there's about, excuse me, probably, like, 50 pixel-perfect tricks that save less than a second. Wow. And to get a time as good as Cool Kids um, 1819, you have to do so much stuff. It's kind of insane. Yeah. Uh, you just have to nail so many tiny tricks where it's literally you take a magnet beam and you throw it in the air, and if it's on the right pixel, congrats, you did it. Otherwise, nope, just move on. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that's where backup strats I think that's come in, right? Probably my, I mean, backup strats are nice and all, but when you want a world record in a game yeah, as yeah. optimized as any of the classic megas, Not you don't happen. get backup strats. You nail it all, or you reset. Yeah. Um. So that's probably my pick for hardest Mega Man to speed run, but that's definitely not an objective answer. When it's you, really hard to compare them. You know, when you do like sit down because you, you said like there, I think you said forty like pixel perfect. Um, yeah, something like that. Tricks. I don't have a number. When you're, like, I don't know, prepping to do a run or, like, setting up, you know, you're going to do a stream, you're sit down, do you have, like, a, a thing you go through or any kind of ritual to kind of, like, bring yourself down a little bit, level your head off, maybe you had a bad day uh, or something, and you're just like, yeah. okay, I'm into Mega Man mode now? I don't know about, like, a ritual. Um, yeah. I usually stream in mornings, so gotcha. um, I'm not a late night person. Like, I'm already tired in case you haven't... <laughs> Notice me yawning. Um, and it's Wait, like 645. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know every gamer is a night owl except for me for some reason. Um, I hang out with all the Europeans in the morning. Um, so I usually stream in the morning, which means I'm usually kind of like, you know, I wake up, I take my shower. Um, on days that I don't have classes, I drive Hex to work. And then it's just like, all right, it's stream time. Um, I guess like how I get started with a stream, I'll usually go through save states and practice all the tricks in the run. Mm-hmm. I try not to over practice. But, you know, um, especially when I'm, like, in the midst of a grind. So, you know, I've been streaming Mega Man 1 every stream for the past three weeks. I'm just going to do each trick, like, once, maybe twice. I will probably skip some of the easier ones because if I can do the long fire zip, I can do bomb zip. Bomb zip is just objectively easier. Right. Um, So finding a good balance of, like, how I practice is important. Um, with Mega Man 6 when I was running that, because that game doesn't have any glitches. It just has raw execution, which is something I would have said, you know, during, like, Objective Hardest Mega Man. You know, the later games are much more well-programmed, which means you just have to execute. Mega Man 6, my, I didn't tend to do, you know, individual trick save states, because there aren't really any. Though I would occasionally practice certain, like, boss quick kills. It more came down to my go-to stage was Tomahawk Man stage. I would load up the save state do that stage. If I can do that stage well, it warms up my mashing hands. It gets my, you know, slide canceling in order. So that's how I do that for that game. Uh, With Mega Man 8 on the PlayStation, I don't have practice tools for that game. The only way to do, you know, save states on a real PlayStation console is to just get a ton of memory cards. I don't have any. I don't own a PlayStation 1 memory card. (laughs) Um, So I can't really, like, you know, warm up in that game. So I just go. And that's just kind of how it goes. It's different for every game, but generally, I guess, when I start my streams, I want to do, you know, some amount of save state practice, depending on kind of where I am with the game that I'm working on. Is that pretty, is that pretty, like, uh, standard among the speedrunning community? I mean, is it kind of like, think oh, so. let's do warm-ups and then get in there? Yeah. Some people do a lot more warm-ups than I do. I find if I over-warm-up, I will just wear myself out before right. I've even started runs. Uh, I find this to be especially true for marathon runs. Um... You know, if I'm leading up to a marathon run, this is a tangent. I'm sorry. Um, no, I'll be doing, you know, resetless and low reset runs for days beforehand. Um, I'll be practicing all the tricks. The day of the run, I'm going to pick two hard tricks. You know, I, I guess I'll use the same games again. If, I was, if I'm doing Mega Man 1 in a marathon, I've done it a couple times now, even though I'm not that good. I do it at, like, smaller marathons where I'm allowed to. Right. Um, 
I will do, you know, a couple of the hardest tricks in the game and maybe practice, like, one hard stage without stopping. Um, if I'm doing Mega Man 6 in a marathon, I'm going to do two tomahawks and just go. Right. Um, especially with marathons, I find I overwarm up myself if I practice too much right before the run. Uh, but for streams, I tend to keep it lighter than a lot of other speedrunners. I just get burned out easily. Uh, but there are a lot of people who will spend an hour doing save state practice before even, like, touching the actual run. What I mean, they do. They even do that in sports, where when they warm up, you yeah. can over warm up and stretch your oh, muscle yeah. out the wrong sure. way I... and screw yourself up. So in high school, not even in high school, for like ten years of my life, I was a competitive swimmer. I was pretty darn oh, wow. good, if I do say so myself. <laughs> I actually found, you know, I mentioned that I was, you know, doing speedruns in high school. Yeah. I found that I learned a lot about swimming from speedrunning, like especially with you know how I practice and how I improve, and then I learned a lot about you know how to do a speedrun, especially a marathon run from swimming. Um, there are definitely a lot of parallels there. Um, so yeah, you don't you don't want to over warm up. Oh, I guess I never, is, yeah. I never true. really thought about it like that with speed running, but I, I mean, think it makes a lot um, of that sense. analogy works a little less if you consider something like a football. You know, I guess that's relevant today or yeah. something. Or <laughs> I think that reason. yeah, I think Maybe. the Super Bowls today. Yeah, I think you're correct. Yeah, uh, sports uh, love obvious. sports. Yeah, <laughs> totally. <laughs> yeah, big, big fan. Big fan. Um, I think that obviously. analogy becomes a little less relevant when you talk about a competitive sport like that, whereas swimming. You're racing against the clock. It's yeah. the same thing as a speed run. You just use your whole body instead of just your hands on a controller. Right. I think that's I, that's really cool because I've never considered that at all. Right. Um. Uh, da, 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 and that is for at the end. Uh. Now I do want to ask a couple questions about AGDQ because as I mentioned in the beginning. Oh yeah. Let's let's uh, talk about GDQ. I love talking uh, about GDQ. Uh, GDQ. I love GDQ. I guess AGDQ is the winter portion. SGDQ yeah. I, is the summer I usually just call it. Yeah. Let's talk about GDQ. GDQ but that makes sense to me. Um. Obviously, you are an announcer for GDQ. You also work the, the soundboard. Am I correct about that? Yeah. Yes. Um, what other things do you do uh, in in the GDQ uh, sphere of things? So on occasion, I run things. Um, at SGDQ 2016 was actually kind of where I got like catapulted to fame in the speedrunning community, or at least some amount of notoriety. I wouldn't have yeah. called myself famous quite yet. Right. Um, I ran four games. I don't know anyone else that's ever run four games in one GDQ post, like, 2013 Maiku Yama's basement era of mm. GDQ. Um, so I run games on occasion. Right now, because I'm running mostly Mega Man, it's not really reasonable that I could expect to get into a GDQ. Because, like, there are better runners in every Mega Man game. Right. Um, so I host, uh, you mentioned that, which is... Uh, essentially, I read donations during runs, in between runs. I talk about incentives. I, like, you know... Oh, it's time for the run. Let's go. Get excited. Woo. Yeah. Um You're a hype man. Yeah. Or woman. Oh yeah, I love I love being I love being the the hyphen upperer. <laughs> <laughs> you also did interviews too, I think. Yeah. This so year. Uh, starting last GDQ, I oh, joined gosh. the interview team. Mm -hmm. Um I was invited to join that. And so I interview, you know, usually it's about eight runners or so. It really depends on the schedule for the year. And I just, you know, it's we use that to mask some setup time, which is kinda nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I get to ask them about their runs. And I really love the interviews because I kind of, all of us in the interview team have like kind of a different style for our interviews. For me, I really just like it as, you know, giving that runner a chance to talk about the game that they love and why people should watch it. And, you know, kind of giving them a chance to just get on the soapbox about their speed run. Right. And so I love the interview team. Uh, and then doing like stupid gags about prizes with scent is always a great time. <laughs> Um, and I should have asked team, to be on here. Dad, oh my on. god, that, that would have been, been so funny. <laughs> um, we also do a pre-show, mm -hmm. um, which is essentially, in my estimate, it's like kind of a mix of like a Saturday Night Live parody comedy routine and like you know your NFL three dudes in suits pregame show where they talk about stats. Yeah, I know <laughs> so much about sports. I swear. <laughs> I hey, I, I you nailed it as far as I'm concerned. So yeah, we we do kind of a mix of like informative and entertaining. You know, we talk about the runs we're excited for and what viewers should be looking out for in ways that are fun. Um, we write really dumb stuff and it's a great time and everyone laughs at us and hopefully laughs with us a little. Um, so I do that. I, I That's. I love the pre-show so much. I've had so much fun working with the pre-show team for the past two GDQs. It's been such an honor. They're such wonderful people. So I don't want um, to get... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I'm just going down the list. Uh, and then, yeah, I do um, audio. That's not really a formal thing. They took volunteers to do audio at this okay. GDQ because 
Uh, without getting into too much detail, so Power Up Audio is like a gaming audio company. They do the audio for summer games done quick. Mm-hmm. They d- can't do AGDQ because they do stuff for MAGFest. Okay. Um, so last AGDQ, uh, GDQ brought in like a different production team, and a lot of people didn't like how GDQ sounded that year. Um, so this year they kind of tried just taking volunteers. And so yeah, I did about 20 hours of just sitting behind the mixing board. Um, you know, in real life when I'm not sitting in front of this microphone talking into this camera, um, I'm in, I'm studying audio in college. So it was just an absolutely incredible opportunity to work on a professional setup in like a professional setting. Nice. The, the Behringer X32 mixing board is a testament to humanity's hubris, but it was pretty fun. I, I think I saw you. Uh, I think I saw you tweet that a couple weeks ago. Actually, the board that board is terrifying. Let me tell you. Oh my god, it's so scary. It's so intimidating. Um, but yeah, I think I think I hit on everything I do at GDQs. I guess I also love doing commentary for speedruns. Yeah. Um, I didn't get to do that as much this time around. I think the only run I was on the couch for was uh, Claris's Metroid Prime Three Corruption run, which is a lot of fun. Full disclosure, I'd never watched her run the game before that run. Um, I was there to say stupid stuff because you had like Claris and Memory and Kirby on the couch who knew the game. I was just there to crack bad jokes about immersion because someone needed to do that for a two and a half hour run. Oh, those long runs are kind of, I can imagine for a runner, they're probably kind of rough after a while. Yeah, I I will not pretend I wasn't getting tired by the end of that, but we had a ton of fun. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's kind of everything. I, I, I'm really busy during GDQs. You know, that whole time I'm trying to find time to like, my favorite thing about GDQs is what happens off screen. It's sitting in the practice room, which is literally just a giant room of CRTs, LCDs, and some PCs that you can use. And just playing video games with these friends I've made all over the world. And it's just wonderful. I love racing. I love learning from people. I sat down uh, for about a half hour one night with Prissy, a really talented Mega Man runner, now famous for his incredible teeth mashing in Mega Man 3. Um... He taught me a bunch of Mega Man 1 strats, and it was awesome. Because I, like, walked away being like, wow, I know these strats so much better now. Yeah. Um, And, you know, catching dinners with people, just hanging out. GDQ is, like, the the busiest week of the year for me every time without fail. I do a lot. What is teeth mashing? Oh, oh, gotcha! It is exactly what it Literal sounds like. Te- I didn't know like how he a... d- how he does it. I have absolutely no <laughs> I'm sure idea. His dentist would have something to say about that. Um, <laughs> and that was my next question. Was actually like, what is your favorite thing from GDQ? Like, what do you have? I any just favorite? love spending time with the people I care about, yeah. and especially I just love playing video games with people. On Saturday at this past GDQ, we usually do this on the Saturday, like the last Saturday of GDQ. We do a uh, Mega Man 1 through 6 race. Mm-hmm. And that was a ton of fun. Um, I played Mega Man's 1 and 2 and then scrubbed my way through 3 and then did 6. Because 1, 2, and 6 are the only games I knew at that time. I'm currently in the process of learning 5. Right. Unfortunately, I had an interview that evening. So as much as I would have loved to have scrubbed my way through 3, 4, and 5, I just didn't have time. Right. Uh, so right now, I've, you know, I'm working on learning. My goal is learn all the classic Megas by this coming GDQ and just be able to do the 1 through 6 competently. Um, and that's, you know, that's my favorite part of GDQ is just playing video games with people. Being able to sit in the same room that you've been talking to on Discord and everything else. Mm-hmm. I like that. Um, and do you have a favorite, uh, do you have a favorite GDQ run? Favorite GDQ run, like, of this past GDQ specifically? Uh, well, I have it set up to be this past GDQ and of all time. Uh, this past GDQ, oh gosh, I'm gonna have to, like, excuse me, think Sorry, about this Sorry, I, I probably should have sent you these questions so you can think about them <laughs> ahead of time. Um, so... The classic Mega Man Relay was absolutely incredible. Um, this GDQ, this I guess this is sort of related, had the biggest turnout of classic Mega Man community members ever. And it was amazing to meet all of these people and see some of them again and just spend time with them. And this Relay was such a huge culmination of our community's efforts. Four teams playing three games. It was super incredible. Uh, the Strider tutorial was amazing. I already talked about why I yeah. loved that, so I won't go into it again. But it was, you know, besides just being that cool accessibility opportunity... It was funny. It was great. Darkman is such a good teacher. Jimmy Poopins was a very entertaining student. Samurai Percent is the best Strider category. Um, what else? Uh, Covert Muffins, uh, Star Wars Jedi Knight, Jedi Academy run was amazing. I love Covert Muffin. He is one of the funniest people I've had the pleasure to be friends with. The interview I did with him before his run was 
maybe my favorite one of the event, 80. I gotcha. also really like the classic Mega interview because classic Mega, but also I got to hold that Mega Man 8 animation cell in my hands. I haven't washed my hands since then. <laughs> I shouldn't have said that. Uh, uh, we'll cut that. We'll just cut that part out, Trevor. Right, right. Um, <laughs> um, I'm trying to think if there was anything else. Um, this GDQ, I think those were probably my highlights, though. But there's so many runs I haven't even watched it. I'm still getting caught up on VODs of things I didn't get a chance to see. Well, you got to sleep sometime, right? <laughs> Allegedly. I try to keep a, like, clean sleep schedule at GDQs just in general. I imagine it's probably pretty difficult. Because, I mean, especially this GDQ, I was working 7 a.m. to 11 a.m. audio shifts five days out of the week. So I As had to stay on a reasonable sleeping schedule or I would die. As someone who watches GDQ, it's hard enough to keep a good schedule. I can't imagine, like, being there and being, like, in that energy oh, yeah. and such. Mm -hmm. um, it's hard to go to bed. It really is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Trevor, do you have any favorite? Uh, sorry, I, 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 let's include you a little bit. Have you, uh, did you <laughs> I, have I'm any still favorite? Here. <laughs> You're still here. You just cut your picture out uh, right, for right. this podcast. Um, do you have any favorite uh, runs from this past GDQ? The, the one that I watched that I really enjoyed was uh, the Resident Evil 7 run. Um, really? Yeah, it was just, I, and I think it was more so the the runner itself, because um, I've watched Tim play, uh, Tim's another member of our, our community, but I've watched him play Resident Evil 7 so many times. It wasn't so much watching the game, but it was uh, the runner's commentary, and I I forget his name. Um, uh, the runner, uh, Carcinogen? Yes, right? yep, that's, that's exactly. Nice. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Carcy's a good friend of mine. He's he's really nice. He's really smart about like video quality and stuff i talk to him oh, nice. about rgb all the time i heard that run was really good i haven't had a chance to see it yet it was really good we, we tim is like uh, our resident resident evil master and like he's like yeah anyway so he watched it he's like i this is a whole different game he's never seen speed runs before and he's like uh -huh. what are they doing this is a whole different it was just it was really cool to watch it with <laughs> i him. heard that run was really good um nice nice i actually really like the bloodborne run for from zeus oh. Uh, oh gosh, what's his name? Um, uh, Zeusy, Zeus, uh, something Zeus, something. Right? Yeah, <laughs> he has a silly name. I, I did hear it. that that was like the breakout run of the event. I heard that one was incredible. I was super impressed with it and, uh, because I've just been going through Bloodborne and I just beaten it. And he was fighting a boss, and I was like, "Wow, he is like, I I can beat this boss easy. This was no problem." And then I did another playthrough, and that boss killed me like fifteen times. I was like, <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm an asshole. That's um, watching. That's watching speedruns for you. Yeah. Sometimes like, things just go sideways. I like been, I I remember I was like kind of watching some Mega Man Five speedruns. You know, sometime last week before I started running, I was like, Mega Man Five looks pretty easy. You know, maybe some of the super arrows will be kind of hard. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. game has been absolutely wrecking me. <laughs> um, speedrunners make things look easy. They it's they a strength totally and a weakness. Do. Um, it's almost become a meme of like that never happens during a speedrun. I, I hear that a lot, and I think that that's was one never of those happened moments. before. Right, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that happened um, to me during one of my runs. Like it, it happens to everyone eventually. So, thank. First of all, uh, I'm going to wrap this up now. But thank you very much for being here, Proto Magical Girl. Absolutely. Um, thank, thank has, you for having me. I love talking about speedrunning, so this I, was great. And we've loved ta uh, talking to you about it. It has been a, a divine pleasure. Thank you so much. Um, I do have a couple questions. This is something that we're starting today. Uh, we are going to be asking you a couple questions that we ask every one of our guests henceforth. They're a little goofy, but just... just All right, let's go. This. Uh, what was the first game you ever played? I'm not sure. Um, I The earliest gaming memories I have were having a Game Boy Advance and playing some Game Boy games. Uh, Kirby's Dream Land, uh, Mega Man 3 Game Boy uh super mario land and there was like some like i think game and watch collection oh wow yeah yeah oh, wow. um nice. and this was all like this was like way after these games were relevant like i was playing them on a gbasp i like looking back <laughs> i now realize that my parents bought me a bunch of older games because they were probably <laughs> cheaper at gamestop yep exactly yeah yeah my that was kind of my parents thing too except they would rent games and then never return them I have great, great, great parents, great parents. Um, if you could live in any fantasy world, which would it be and why? Being uh, fantasy world, being books, TV, movies, any any kind of uh, alternate that's timeline. A, that's a thing. tough question. Um, I know it is, and I kind of I'm looking at it now. And I maybe just, I, I just want Mega it. Man to be real, so I guess that's my answer. <laughs> Fair I enough. Want him, he's all of the robot masters are my children, and I just want to love and cherish them. <laughs> 
And uh, second to final, would you rather battle, and this one's a little weird, 27 first graders or one Olympic power lifter? Well, if you analyze this from the perspective of the New World of Darkness tabletop system, no matter how weak they are, those 27 first graders are going to get 27 turns. And <laughs> at least in New World of Darkness, that would be enough to kill me. Like, they're weak, but collectively they are strong. So I think I'd choose the Olympian and try my luck in a one-on-one -on -one and maybe get lucky. I don't, I, so I've never played New World of Darkness, but surely your armor class must be high enough that a bunch of well, first graders the, can't Well, that's penetrate. the thing with New World of Darkness. The way, I guess, like armor class, like your defense works, um, full mm. disclosure, um, the person who DMs games that I'm usually in is like the world's loosest DM. And it's great because I'm terrible at like heavy rules tabletop games. I get so confused super easily. Right. Um, but the way New World of Darkness's armor rules work is no matter what your like armor class is, any attack can chip away at it. Gotcha. So 27 first grader attacks later, I'm dying <laughs> on the ground no matter what I have done to defend against them. Wow. Well, first graders are devious anyway. Yeah. Um. There's people like throwing crayons at me and stuff. Like eventually, eventually one of those crayons is going to hit me in the eye. <laughs> they're they're just going to roll a nat 20 and it, that's going to be it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I've got kids. They're They're... <laughs> they'll, they'll figure it out yeah uh and then i had a, another question here i don't know where it went i think i accidentally deleted it it's gone uh-oh all right we'll go with this I, I i and then for our last question serious one and proto magic girl uh steak sauce trevor um you may work together on this one the original ghostbusters movie was released in june of what year trivia yeah, real trivia, not just oh. a goofy question at this time. Um, it was released in the year of open new tab Google. <laughs> hey, uh, now, that's cheating. I, will, I won't, I promise, I promise. A, For a second, uh, I thought you were going to say, in the year of our Lord. <laughs> in the year of Google search. <laughs> I don't know, I'm 86. not a trivia person. You say 86, Trevor? I say 86. 1984. Ah. And with that, we're all out of time. Thank you again so much, Proto Magical Girl, for being here. Um, Absolutely. Uh, do you have anything that you need to plug here? Uh, g give us your Twitter, your Twitch channel. Let people oh, know where uh, they can sure. find you. Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah. So you can just, this is really easy. You can just go to proto.ml. That's it. It's like seven letters. It's super easy. Seven letters and a period. I know okay. that makes it a little more challenging. <laughs> I believe in you. You can just go to proto.ml. That's my Twitch page. There's links to my Twitter and my Discord community there. Awesome. Uh, if you want to get into classic Mega Man speedrunning, uh, go to megamanleaderboards.net. Okay. Simple as that. Um, if you're looking for a way to get into speedrunning, check out that Strider tutorial we talked about uh, on Games Done Quick's YouTube channel. Probably just YouTube search Games Done Quick Strider. Um... Or um, I did mention the classic Mega Man compendium. Right now that is linked in the classic Mega Man Discord, which you can get to from that leaderboards website. Um, we'll link everything. I, was, uh, I think yeah. we'll link everything in the YouTube. And yep. Can we It'll do that be... on Google iTunes thing? Probably. I don't know. I don't know. Trevor's the one that handles all that we'll stuff. We'll figure it out. It'll be, um, it'll be down here somewhere. There was one more thing. What was the one more thing? Um... Right now, going on, uh, technically ends tonight, but like literally whatever, there's an event going on called the 12-Hour Challenge, where okay. you take a game you've never speedrun, you can have played it before, never speedrun, and you have 12 hours to learn it and get a time, even oh, if the cool. event's about to end, that's a, it's a really great way to get into speedrunning, so if you've been looking for an excuse, that could be it. Okay, and are um, there any other events or anything coming up? Um, I think that's the biggest, like, community event right now. Um, there is a Rockman 2 tournament coming up in March, if that piques your interest. Tournaments are fun. Um, it's gonna be, a tournament's gonna start with group stages, so no matter how bad you are, you will get at least three matches. Um, I think that's it for, like, speedrunning community events. Um, check out Speedruns Rochester. We have some events coming up. It's, like, a local speedrunning community. That's cool. Uh, you can find me, I mentioned proto.ml. Anywhere there's a proto-magical girl or princess proto, that's probably me. I would assume so. I don't think I'm, like, relevant enough that people are trying to pretend to be me on sites I'm not on. But I'm on Instagram, uh, Twitter. 
I'm on Twitter a lot. Uh, I push uh, Twitch like highlights to YouTube. Cool. Yeah. Um, and you said that's you can find your YouTube and everything from proto.ml? Yeah. I don't know if the YouTube is linked on there. It probably should be. I'll get on that. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, that sounds like something important. Well, game. Yeah, uh, come hang out with me in Discord. Uh, that's linked on Twitch, too. I have a really active Discord, just a ton of really cool people, and we just talk about video games and stuff. Awesome. All right, I think I'm done talking about myself. No, <laughs> no, you're good. We you're appreciate good. it. Yeah, we appreciate it. We appreciate it so much. Play, um, play Mega is, Man. Play Mega right. Man. <laughs> the, that, that is a challenge, everyone. Go play Mega Man after you listen to this podcast. Again, thank you so much. Trevor, thank you for sitting here and uh, giving me some support. Uh, I was super nervous at the beginning of this podcast just because, like, this is uh, I've been looking forward to this podcast for a while. Uh, this has been a dream of mine to do this podcast, and I am so happy you came on. Um, I'm really glad to have done this. I like talking about speedrunning. This well, was a good we'll, time. Maybe we'll have you on again. I would love that. Awesome. Um, for everyone else, thank you so much for listening. As per usual, we're for all mankind. You can check us out on Twitter, Twitch, Facebook, YouTube, all the things, Instagram. Under that name, uh, make sure if you enjoy the podcast, you hit that subscribe button. We appreciate that. And uh, as always, we'll see you guys around in the next podcast. Have a good night. Later.